super excited for today's conversation. I'm gonna, well, I'm not really gonna give it too long before we jump into it today because per usual, there's a lot to cover. And I also wanna leave time for Q&A at the end. For those who are just joining and one who don't know who I am, my name is Maceo Owens. My pronouns are she, her. I lead the ERG program at Open Table and Kayak. And I also lead the ERG movement, something that I just started at the beginning of this month, which is really like a revolution for ERGs. Like it's time for better within the ERG space, better information that's more accessible to everyone in terms of how to properly set up and structure their ERG programs, better connections, like a better way for ERGs to get connected with other ERG leaders, with vendors and speakers, like just better is needed with ERGs. And it's something that I feel really passionate about, which is why I started the ERG movement. So in case you all haven't checked it out, I will just plug that. Everything is free too, because that's part of better is like accessible for people. And I know that budgets range and et cetera. We won't go into that today, but I do highly recommend checking out the ERG movement, joining our community, our Slack community, the dopest community. We just shared some ideas for different ERG programs recently in there. Every single Monday, we actually share ideas for your next ERG program event or initiative. So plugging all that, if you haven't checked it out, definitely recommend that you do. Now, I think I gave it a second for everyone to hop in. What we're talking about today is the ERG relaunch plan. What is the ERG relaunch plan and why does it matter? Well, for one, let's just start off with what the equation, I don't even want to say the, the equation for failure for ERGs, but honestly, this is just where a lot of ERGs are at, where they don't have standard, standard operating procedures, SOPs for their ERG leaders. So there's no processes in place. There's no structure in place, as in the ERG leadership teams across the different ERGs look completely different, probably have different role titles, etc. <laughs> I'm sure you all get the drift if you're in the space. There's no data that's really moving the, the program or no measure of success. So how can you really know that you're being successful if you're not measuring? We're going to get to that. There's no vision for the program and there's no strategy. So there's a lot of these things that are missing. Like I said, this is kind of the equation for failure for ERGs. In many cases, I've worked with ERGs who've been in the state and it's kind of referred to as like the wild, wild west of ERGs. I'm sure there's a good chance that you might know what I'm referencing. I was thinking earlier today, like, why do people say that the wild, wild west? But really, when you think about it, the wild, wild west was known as being just a chaotic time, unruly, lawless. I mean, that's almost, it's sad to say, but where a lot of ERG programs are, it feels chaotic, even in terms of the frequency of things happening. It's inconsistent, lawless in a sense that even though there might be a handbook in place, like I said, there's no clear processes that define what an ERG leader is supposed to do and how they know if they're successful or if they're not successful. So we're going to discuss how to take an ERG program from that point to being actually a really, we'll say this, to being an ERG program that's on track for success. If you all haven't checked out the ERG movement model, a lot of the things that I speak about will be based on that. It is a new development, what do you call it? It's a new development model. I guess we'll just go with that in terms of how ERGs progress. No longer using the affinity group to ERG to BRG model, a completely new approach that's seeing or using 
business development models as kind of like inspiration to create this. So I highly recommend that you check that out. But in the meantime, last week, yeah, we discussed what that ERG movement model was and the three rules. We'll just do a quick recap of the three rules of the ERG movement model that I highly recommend that you all take a listen to if you haven't already. Rule number one, though, is that an ERG program must operate as a business enterprise. Again, saying that this is not saying that you have to operate as a team within a business, but you have to truly function the program like a huge business enterprise functions their company. That sounds intimidating, but I promise we'll break it down. And we, we have already broken a lot of it down on the ERG movement site, but in general, we'll break it down on what that looks like for you all specifically and what the connections are there. You have to operate in that same model though. Rule number two is that ERGs are no longer, can no longer be solely just community focused or solely just business focused, which is kind of the issue with the BRG model even then. ERGs have to provide value to the members that are within the ERG and to the business that it's within. Like we discussed last week, we're coming into a recession. It's no longer a case where businesses can fund programs that don't have a return on impact. So. That's rule number two. You have to be able to have both of those impacts there. Member impact and business impact. Rule number three, you have to have a strong program foundation. Otherwise, your program will fail. That's, that's just the rule. And in many cases, ERGs were stood up without strong foundations. I mean, really, when we look at it, a lot of ERG programs or just ERGs, may, I say ERG program very intentionally because I think up till now, a lot of ERGs operate as their own separate entities doing their own thing, but there truly has to be a program approach. And up until now, ERGs kind of sprouted most of the time. I won't even say that. A lot of ERGs sprouted up coming from COVID, coming from the Black Lives Matter movement. That's where a lot of ERG programs that we're seeing now were started. Some of them go back way further. We even discussed before how ERGs originally started over 50 years ago at Xerox, but that's besides the point. Try not to rant today. The point of me saying that is a lot of ERGs are just kind of sprout out out of a need coming from COVID and Black Lives Matter movement. But that being said, now a lot of people are seeing that it's time where there has to be more intention behind the program. There has to be more structure behind the program, but a lot of people just don't know where to start to establish that. So I have nine steps, the nine step process that I've done more than once myself successfully. And it makes me so happy to just to be able to share this because this is the type of impact that I know if other people apply the same nine step model, we can all be really on track for a different type of ERG program, one that no longer operates in chaos and i'm really excited to be sharing this with y'all honestly i really thought like maybe i should make this like a book or ebook to be honest it really did cross my mind but more than anything i'm really prioritizing making information accessible to people but also like this is one of the basics bare minimum things that everyone really should adopt as soon as possible like i said it's proven more than once it's worked for me and i've been able to do it in one quarter can you imagine your ERG program being flipped on its head in one quarter? It's possible. So nine steps. I will just say I highly recommend taking notes for this. However, 
I will be posting this recording on YouTube tomorrow because this is another episode of the ERG Movement podcast. So I will be posting it there. There's also an article coming out on the ERG Movement tomorrow as well. That'll be outlining all of these steps in detail. But if you really want to, like I said, I do recommend taking notes and there should be time at the end of this for Q&A. So before we cover the nine steps, let's just say like, a lot of people, when I say it's time to relaunch your ERG program, they get pretty nervous. Why is that? Reason number one, people may be like, oh, well, we already relaunched our ERGs. I use the word relaunch loosely in that sense, but they've already rolled out an ERG 2.0, 3.0. Another one is that our ERG leaders are, are burnt out. Like coming out with another iteration of the ERG program isn't going to solve that. One thing that I can promise you all is that if the program is done right, people will come to it. People want these communities within their company. They want to feel connected with other people, but they don't want it if it is in that chaotic state that we talked about earlier. So done right, people will come. I, like I said, I've done it. I've tested it myself and it works. Another fear people might have is that like, what if it doesn't work? I mean, I guess I kind of already covered this. I had this as a talking point, but I already said, I've, I've done it myself and I really want it for so many other people. I can't be at everyone's company fixing the ERG program. So this is how you are able to do the DIY method. Okay, I went through my spiel. Now let's get into it. Really quickly, the nine steps are assessment, vision, strategy, feedback, structure, succession, onboarding, branding, and relaunch. Ooh, exciting. I know I went through that kind of fast. Don't worry, I'm gonna go through them all individually as well. Step one, assessment. When I say assessment, what am I saying? Ultimately, it's important that you all take a look at the current state of your ERG program. This is done both qualitatively and quantitatively. Let's speak first about the qualitative piece. I highly recommend hosting a listening tour. This is something that does take a little bit of time, but honestly, I've done this successfully in 15 minute blocks. This way it's brief, it's to the point, you can have your list of questions for people already ready. Or in, and sometimes in some cases, you can even send them as a pre-read to people so that they don't have to, they're not on the call with you and just thinking most of the time. Cause like I said, if you're doing 15 minutes, it's abbreviated. But with that, who do you wanna to talk to? I'm gonna to talk to all of the ERG leaders of the current iteration of this program. I also would recommend speaking to as many executives as you can, members of the program, and even some non-members. I would also recommend like the people team, whether they're members or not. It might help to speak to HR representatives, to your employee engagement team if that exists. This way you can kind of learn more about how the future iteration of the ERG program will interact with those teams. What are some questions that you would ask on this listening tour? Basics, what was going well with this version of the ERG program? What was your favorite thing that came out of it? What, in your opinion, was going wrong? A lot of people will be like, well, I'm not an expert on ERGs and that's okay, but really asking their opinion as an employee of the company that you're looking to build this ERG program within, what do you think could have been improved? I truly recommend speaking to every single ERG leader because you never know who's gonna say that one thing that get that puts all the pieces together. Really not skipping anyone if you can help it. I would also say 
a question I love asking is selfishly, what would you like from being an ERG leader? This one, ERG leaders in general are very selfless people, very passionate people for the community that they're serving. So a lot of the times people will be like, I just want to help out. But by asking this question, you can really understand what recognition you want to put in place for ERG leaders and what's going to help them to feel fulfilled. If your ERG leaders are feeling burnt out, a possible thing that might be factoring into that is that they don't feel recognized for the work that they do, at least not in the way that speaks to them. So really by assessing this, this is also something that you can quantify because you have this question that you're asking everyone. You can then put into numbers how many people answered. Oh, I would love to have like an ERG leader summit where we come together. Oh, I would love to be recognized on a company all hands. You never know what it is, but ask the questions. I also like to say, especially to executives who's, you got to think their team members are part of this ERG program, but also keeping in mind that ERG programs have to have a business impact. You want to know how they imagine the ERG program will work with their team specifically. So I like to say, if you had a magic wand and you could just turn the ERG program into something that would benefit you and your team directly, what would come out of that? Not to say all the stuff is gonna be implemented immediately. And that's something that you can make sure to let the people on the listening tour know that what you're asking these questions for is so that you can create a strategy. You can help to create the program vision, which we'll talk about in a second, and you'll know You'll be able to loop them in on when certain things are going to be implemented into the program. So that's super important. What to ask? We covered that. Now let's go into quantitative. What are the quantitative things that exist? A lot of people say, well, I don't have access to our DNI data, so I don't have any data. That is so not true. There's so many other aspects of data that you can pull from. For instance, and this is, stick with me here, okay? There are the Slack channel lists, the distribution lists, or whatever list you have that, where you have your list of your members on there. You also have Slack channel analytics, and you have past event data. Now, what is that gonna do? It's, I promise you, it's more than just saying, this is how many people attended an event, because that is so base level. Really, the reason why you wanna get all of this stuff is because you'll be able to answer questions like, what, what is the makeup of our ERG program? Or what's our ERG program's company reach? How many people in the company have ever had a touch point with the ERG program? What departments are most likely to interact with ERGs? What tenure levels? Is, do we see a gap in new hires that aren't participating in ERGs? What locations, if you're a global company or even if you're not a global company, maybe you can break this down by office, you can break this down by state, by zip code, whatever is most helpful. But there's questions that need to be answered to better set up your program for success. This is all in the data that you already have. Don't worry, in I think it's a month, we'll be doing a conversation on how to create, like, or how to put this data together, we'll say that. So just know that that's coming. You can also understand with the data, how consistent is the ERG program, programming. In many cases, you might say, oh, this ERG is not active, but if you have it in the numbers, it'll make it a lot clearer for the ERG leaders what not active means. Who is most likely to attend more than one ERG event or participate in ERGs? more than just one time. That'll really help because then you can really double down and talk to those people and see what made them come back to engage. 
who is most likely to attend or to join more than one ERG? Maybe there's a breakdown there too by department. Who knows? There's questions to be answered, not to mention the Slack engagement. Cause I hear a lot of people say our slacking, our Slack channels are inactive when in reality, maybe they may not be, but if you're not pulling the analytics, you don't actually know. So pulling the analytics there and comparing ERG over ERG, not just using raw numbers, but percentages. I talk about the SES Slack engagement score and the SAM Slack active membership score, both things I created, BTW. But I talk about them on the ERG movement, how you can calculate that. That's really huge because that means that regardless of how many people are in the ERG, one ERG might have 75 people, one might have 800 people, but those percentages will still tell you of those people who are members, how many of them have opened up your channel? How many of them have actively participated in the channel? There are so many questions to answer. This is all step one. You really need this data to be able to form a plan and more importantly, a vision. Step two, let's get into the vision. What is the ERG program vision? You wanna use all the learnings that you got from step one, from the data what do I call it specifically? Assessment phase. <laughs> you want to use all the learnings there to create what the dream state of the ERG program would be. And be really specific when you're doing this. Include specific numbers that you would like to hit within your ERG. What documentation would you like available to your ERG's leaders? What impact would you like to see the ERG make on its members and on the business? Because remember, it has to have both of those benefits. I would say even be descriptive, as descriptive as saying feelings, like how do you want people to feel when they interact with your ERG program or with the ERG program, I should say. How do you want people to feel as they leave the company? Do you want them to have that feeling like, oh, I will really miss this program. Those are things that you really wanna document and make clear. I would say for some inspiration here, two things that you can do, one, Take a look at the ERG movement model because the maturity phase of this is ideally where a lot of ERG programs visions will be loosely based off of at least where you're really impacting all of the business units and there's a clear process in place for how you'll do so. And at the same time, all of the community members feel more tied to the company as a result of being part of the ERG. So use that as inspiration. I would also say check out our ERG idea hub this is something we just launched Friday and I'm super excited about it. There are over 400 ideas of ERG programming across industries, not just events, but just things that ERGs have done that have brought impact. And I highly recommend checking out, like I said, go to theergmovement.com and you'll be able to see under resources, idea hub. You might even see your company there. Just use the search bar and type it in and you'll be surprised what you see. But I say that to say more importantly, I mean, it is a plug, but also more importantly, I say it to say, this is a good way to see potential things that your company could do down the line and to help you to create this vision. You want to have like a one pager that's going to describe what the ERG program is at its dream state. That has to be created because if you don't have a goal, you cannot create a strategy to work towards a goal. Very important point there. Now, let's talk about the strategy piece. That's step three. The strategy is where you're working backwards now. Now that you have a goal, you're working backwards to say, this is how we are going to reach that goal. This is how we're going to bring our ERG program from this, from point A to point Z. Also with this, you can prioritize the implementation of certain aspects 
that you learned in the assessment phase. So for instance, if across the board, executives were saying that business impact has to be a priority, now you can then work backwards to say, okay, what's the easiest level of business impact that's gonna be our entry point for our ERG program? What benchmarks will our ERG program have to hit to be eligible to start engaging in business impact? Because you don't just wanna do this off the bat, because nine times out of 10, you don't have the community built who's gonna support bringing these initiatives to life. So working backwards, create a timeline that's going to clearly identify these benchmarks that the ERG program has to hit to reach that next level. You can also use the ERG movement model as inspiration for that as well, so you know what the next level is. I would say with this, hear me out, it's gonna be a minimum of about three years. And it, maybe that's not so bad, but truly from the point of launching your program to being fully functional, the dream state of your ERG program, I personally don't think that three years is that bad. I would personally say, in general, ERG programs right now are going nowhere very fast. They're doing a lot of things quickly, but with no goal. But if you were to tell your executives who are looking at the program and wondering where is the return on investment, where is the strategy, by saying this is where we're going to be in three years and this is how we're working backwards. This ERG program revamp, keep in mind, that's only the first quarter. That is really going to take you from, what was it, from infancy to almost mid-adolescence, actually. I would say give it like a quarter and a half to factor in the training piece, but even then, that's still pretty quickly to get you into that mid-adolescence phase where you're just testing. I'm getting ahead of myself, I tend to do that. Anyway, I say that to say, create a timeline, don't rush it, don't say that in a year our ERG program is gonna be able to do this and that because it's not true and if you push the ERG program too far, that is also what's gonna burn out your ERG leaders and realistically, it just doesn't work like that. You have to take the time to cultivate the community, to see what works within the ERG program, to build out processes with trial and error. That all takes time. So now you have a strategy, you have a vision, two things that a lot of ERGs are already missing, just basic things. Now you need to get buy-in from your ERG leaders. In general, this process is actually the same process as launching an ERG. The only difference is you have to get more buy-in if you're relaunching the program. Why is that? Because in a sense, the ERG program has already let people down. I feel like that might've been a harsh way to say it, but a lot of ERG, a lot of the ERG stakeholders, whether that's members, business partners, leaders, all those people want better for the ERG program and they're really hoping that with this relaunch, it's going to give deliver on all the things that they already spoke to you about in the listening tours. This is the buy-in step, step four for feedback. It is crucial. You have to let people feel like their voices are being heard. So when you have the strategy, I would say, make sure it's in a document, have people read over it, offer your calendar up for one-on-ones. If people need to talk about, talk anything through, Give a deadline to it, obviously. I would also say use that as a space for people to comment, like leave comments on your document. 
encourage that transparency where people are asking questions and poking holes in the strategy. And this is truly going to make the strategy better. I know by this point, you've done all the hard lifting of, I was about to say, you've done all the hard lifting of, oh yeah, hosting the listening tours, gathering the data, creating the vision. You've done so much work that this strategy can feel like your baby, but at the same time, you have to be open to getting other people's feedback to making it better. And also this is gonna make people say, oh wow, they were really, they really took my feedback into consideration. I have a lot more faith in this program. So this step is crucial. Now that you have a strategy, what happens from here? This is where you build the structure. The number three thing that ERG programs in general are missing and it's so detrimental to the program in general. And nine times out of 10, you're gonna to have to establish a new ERG leadership structure because the, the one that you already had in place likely was not working. And make sure that this ERG leadership structure is uniform across all ERGs. That's not optional at all. This has to be uniform across all ERGs. And maybe I should define what I mean by leadership structure. When I say that, I mean who makes up your ERG leadership team for each ERG, yeah, that has to be consistent across ERGs for so many reasons. I mean, it promotes collaboration across the ERGs. We're not even going to get into that. I think we have an article on that on the ERG movement, but maybe that'll also be just another future podcast episode topic. Anyway, regardless of that, I'll also just plug this in. I don't recommend basing your ERG leadership structure on the 4C model. I don't at all. I think I'm going to save that for another episode, but I just know I would really recommend as like the basic roles that you should have as a co-chair, someone over communications, someone over events, and someone over member engagement, which might be an initiative or a project that's not an event or a communication. That's just like basic things that you should factor in, but we're not going to get into that too deep today. Now that you have the leadership structure though, this step is not complete because you have to have the SOPs, standard operating procedures. This is what I talked about at the beginning of this. This is often ignored, but it is key to a great ERG leadership program. Every single person who's part of your ERG leadership team should know what their role is, how they contribute to the ERG and to the ERG strategy to that point too. There should be step-by-step -step documents, documentation that explains their role. That sounds very time consuming to make, I know. And this is why so many people skip it. And this is why so many ERG programs are failing and why ERG leaders are burning out. They don't even know what they're supposed to do. And at the same time, there's such high expectations when they don't, they, there's no clear path on how to get them there. Now, SLPs, standard operating procedures, don't have to take away the fun and the creativity of ERG leaders. As a matter of fact, they do the opposite. They make it so easy for ERG leaders to create something and execute upon it because all they have to do is come up with the idea. Now they have a step-by-step -step process on how they're going to execute it. Where nine times out of 10, where ERG leaders get exhausted is when they think about, oh, I have to do this event. I don't even know where to start. That is what kills so much momentum, that moment right there. So, Standardized operating procedures, super important. Keep in mind too, when you're relaunching the ERG program, make a lot of these, like don't double down on the business impact portion of the standard operating procedures, which means, let's just say hypothetically for 
communications and thinking about how the communications lead can work with business teams. The, that role is not there yet, and neither is your ERG program. According to the ERG movement model, your ERG program should really start to factor in business impact in the late adolescence phase. That being said, focus more so on that person's role as it pertains to community building, because you have to have a community, a strong community that's going to drive business impact. So focus on for communications, how they're able to build community within their ERG with their ERG role. Hopefully that makes sense. Now, step six, we're moving and grooving here. Step six is succession. You're going to fill the ERG leadership structure that you created. Now that you have a clear understanding of what the roles are, the time, the time requirements, because oftentimes I see this too a lot. People will say, oh, 20 hours a month, which is ridiculous i but i have seen it 20 hours a month for an erg leader where it does not take that much time at all especially if you have the erg sops that we just talked about it i promise you it does not take that much time but in addition they will also when they go to get people to be in these new roles they'll just throw out a number for a time commitment and then when that time commitment doesn't match the actual commitment after and it's way more time that'll also decrease ERG leader engagement. And we don't want that. So when it comes to filling the ERG roles, marketing of the ERG roles properly is super important. I say the word marketing is used very intentionally. Just like a good marketer, they don't talk about the features, I should say. They speak about what someone gets from it. That's what a good marketer does. I, I promise I study all this. I'm really, I get nerdy about marketing, so I'm not going to go into it too much. So think about this. When it comes to the ERG leadership roles, when you talk about them to get new people in the ERG leadership role, it's less of here's what we want out of an ERG leader who's in this role. And it's more so about here's what you'll get as someone who's an ERG leader. And this isn't talking about compensation or anything like that. This is saying, if you're interested in building your skills in this way, if you're interested in access to executives, if you're interested in driving impact for your community and bringing people together, this is for you. And for each ERG leadership role, that's a different thing. So for instance, again, with the communications piece, if you're interested in maybe one day working in internal communications or in marketing, the internal the communications ERG role is for you. This is a great way to get your foot in the door. Or maybe it's if you're looking to, what was I gonna say? Like practice your public speaking skills. Being an ERG co-chair is a great place to start because you're gonna have a lot of visibility, etc. So really speaking for each role, to tell people this is what they'll get from it. And I promise even that little change right there, it's gonna get so many more people applying for your ERG to be an ERG leader in case you struggled historically with filling these roles. Else on the succession piece, clear time expectation we covered. And if it's done right, I'll say that too. If your ERG succession planning is done properly, it'll be so easy to duplicate the next year. So even as you do, as you execute, the, I can't even speak. As you execute the ERG succession planning period, make sure you document what's happening. This way you can literally just duplicate it the next year with any open roles that may happen as a result of people leaving the company or who knows, people are just, they might just be ready or have more responsibilities. But regardless of the fact, it'll be easy to do the next year. 
Step seven. Okay, only have three more steps, seven, eight, and nine. Step seven is onboarding. It's what it sounds like. So now you have the ERG leaders in the roles, but you have to make sure that they feel comfortable in their roles. This is where you give them the SOPs that you created for their ERG role. You train them as needed. That might require more or less. It depends on the company, what the training looks like. Maybe we'll do a piece on that one day. But more, really more than anything, the SOPs should really make it really clear on what you expect for them out of that role and how they interact with the other roles that make up the ERG's leadership team. Also during this onboarding piece is where you'll answer any questions. And this is not just a live meeting that I'm saying. I'm saying like give it about a week for people to really review the roles, to ask you questions, to put time on your calendar. Yes, all of these things, they are time consuming or they can be potentially, but if done right, you only have to do it once. And this is going to be the last relaunch of the program. Also, yeah, just making sure that everyone's comfortable in their roles. I would also recommend as a bonus step, but it really helps after the succession planning ends and you're doing this onboarding piece, just doing one more quick listening tour. You can do it as a group, but honestly, you want to make sure that people feel comfortable voicing their thoughts. And also you want to make sure that they feel comfortable with you as a person who's likely leading the program as well. So giving that time for you to at least meet the new people at minimum and answer their questions in a one-on-one -on -one setting really helps. Okay, step eight, branding. In some cases, your ERG program may have already had some branding established. You may have already had ERG logos and maybe even an ERG program logo. There might be things that were already in place, but just consider, it's not a requirement, but consider the need to potentially rebrand the program with the input of the new ERG leaders as well. You can just do like a branding workshop, make it really quick where you have them define like what colors they feel like would be best and also like what imagery they will like associated with their logo and then potentially work with your design team to bring that to life making sure that it likely aligns with your brand your actual company's brand guidelines but the thing about branding that i do want to say is especially for those who already have some sort of branding established it's important that the new or that whatever brand you end up going with in terms of logos and colors and slide decks and templates, et cetera, that aligns with your new program's vision in general. I also say in terms of you're relaunching the program. So a lot of people are already familiar with the ERGs or some people at least, maybe the issue. Anyway, you get what I'm saying. You're relaunching the program. Potentially, even just from the user's perspective, they may just need to see a new look to it, to feel bought into it as well. Because keep in mind, as we said earlier, the previous iteration of the ERG program did not meet their needs. So potentially considering a rebrand is important because this will say, look, we're doing a new set of investments for this ERG program. We're taking it seriously in it. And you can see even down to our visuals. So keep that in mind when you go into thinking about what the branding is for your ERG program. And also making sure that with the branding that it's cohesive across ERGs. It shouldn't be a case where some ERGs have, like you should be able to tell when you look at the ERG logos next to each other that they come essentially from the same designer. That'll also help to give that cohesive 
look and feel to the ERG program in general, because we're no longer approaching ERGs in an individualized sense. It's now a case where as a program, this is what we're looking to do. This is our goals. This is our program vision and strategy. And the users should be able to detect that. It's really, and when I say users, I mean members. I was just about to say something really important too. But I think I was going to say, uh, I just lost it. Maybe it'll come back later. Step nine, the last step, which is relaunch. But what does that actually mean? There should be thought put into your pre-launch and actual launch strategy. So how are you going to excite members to be part of this program again? Yes, you do have the branding piece, but what are some other things that you can do to excite people to say, Ooh, I really want to get part. I really want to be part of this. That might involve like a communications campaign. It might be like a video campaign too. I said in my predictions for this year that short form video is going to be a thing in 2023. I truly believe it. At least I hope so because it is how people's attention is captured in 2023, just literally even in the marketing sense. So there's different ways that you can excite people, inform people, and yeah, get them excited for the program launch. Ultimately, you can have executives promote it. You can feature it in all hands programs before the actual launch day. You can set up the launch day around a significant event. For instance, a heritage month or a significant like community related day. For instance, maybe doing International Women's Day, for instance, as a launch day and then having it like the all of the ERGs themselves and some sort of tie that they have to that day. Hopefully you all get what I'm saying, but make the launch of it really important and a really big thing if you can do something like a one time thing, maybe an ERG fair or something that's going to really encourage people to sign up and give them the information that they need to learn more. As part of the branding in step eight to setting up websites and really clear membership processes on how people are going to sign up are is super important before the actual launch i say that in a way that sounds obvious but truly in some cases we end up going back and we're like oh wow people want to sign up how do they sign up and there's no clear way so just like you have to set up processes for the erg leaders you have to set up the processes for the erg members and how you want them to engage and how they are to engage okay we got through all nine steps. I'm super excited. If you all have questions, you can start raising your hand. I'll just go through a few announcements, I guess I'll say. Not really announcements, but a couple things. I already plugged. We launched our ERG Idea Hub, which I'm super excited about. Like I said, go on there. Check out, like I said, you can look it up by your company if you want to see if your company's on there. If they are not on there, you can always, there's a button on there where you can submit an initiative that your ERG has brought to life. And we love to see new initiatives as well. There's over 400 on there right now. I highly recommend that you all check it out. And if your ERG program or your ERG that you're part of, if you're an ERG leader ever just needs ideas, this is our idea hub. This is the go-to to come up with new things for your ERG program. So I highly recommend. I also recommend joining the ERG movement private slack channel there's so many dope things going on in there we give you all a question of the week that you can give to your erg community so now when it comes to engaging your erg community through slack we give you the best practices and it's almost like hands-on experience because we set it up within slack in ways that you can literally just duplicate so Highly recommend that you join that. All of this is free, by the way. And in addition, oh, podcast submissions are open. If you all go to the podcast page on the ERG movement, 
I think that's where it is. But now that I say it out loud, perfect example, like when you launch something, you want to make sure that the process is already set up. In my brain, I'm like, I don't know if that process is set up. So message me. I will say that if you're interested in being on the ERG Movement podcast and sharing something successful that your ERG program was able to bring to life, I would love to hear from you all. I think that there are some really exciting people who are coming on next week. So, or not for this session, but we also do non-live sessions. So if you're interested, message me. That is it for today, you all. Next week, we're talking about, I'm going to call it, well, I called it the DRG originally, but I don't like the acronym because it, I mean, just, I didn't like the acronym. I'll just say that. So we're going to, I'll call it the ERG program for small companies, how to establish ERGs for companies with like under 300 people. Is it wise to do it? How to do it best? Or maybe you just need one really good ERG. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Thank you all so much for joining. This episode will be on YouTube tomorrow. So make sure to check it out and check out the ERG hub and join our Slack channel before you miss out. There's some great things coming. Look forward to speaking to you all next week and have a great one, everyone.